And thank you for tuning in to our sermon podcast from Connect Church. We'd like to invite you to join us in person at 1101 West Grand in Ponca City, Oklahoma, or on Facebook Live. Go to connectchurchpc.com to learn more about how we are helping people connect every day. We are a people, connected people, all in God's love. because it's Fuse Sunday, and if you are a chill child or you're a youth student, just really quickly, on the count of three, can you with me say, parents, we are better than you, on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Now, parents, on the count of three, can you say this? We taught you better than to lie. One, two, three. There you go. Hey, I need that up here, up here. So you might be wondering why there's a table coming up on stage and why I have loaves of bread. And really, I had a video. I had a little video. I was going to attach it to the announcements, and it was this family competition. And since it's Fuse Sunday, and I'm talking about family and working together and coming together as one, I thought it'd be appropriate to show a video about a family coming together and working. But really, Vincent, you guys want to go ahead and get set back there and when I got to thinking about it, I thought, this video is funny, but how much better would it be if, if I had two families act out the video instead? And so here's what's going to happen. In a moment, families, well, partial families, because each family actually has an extra child, but I thought four would be too many. Families are going to come up here, and it's a race. They're going to be ankles tied together. The child will be in the middle with their arms around the parents. Each parent will have one arm, and they have to work together to make a peanut butter sandwich. Now, it doesn't stop there. Once the peanut butter sandwich is made, they have to then feed the peanut butter sandwich to this child family. <laughs> the first family to eat the peanut butter sandwich and finish my sermon illustration, which is going to tie in together in a minute, I promise. It'll be fun. A couple rules you need to know. Your ankles must be tied together at all times parents, you may only use one hand. That means opening up the peanut butter jar, which is brand new and still sealed, opening up the bread, buttering the peanut butter sandwich. Everything has to be done with just your two hands. But there's one more thing I forgot to mention to these families for asking to come and do this. Only the child can speak. So mom and dad cannot talk. And so if this starts taking too long and you guys aren't as, as Competitive as I thought you were, we might just call a timeout on it, but we'll see. So, if you, we got in the back corner, we have Vincent and his family, and in this corner we have Chad and his family. So, I do have to say, when I was trying to find families to do this, it was not hard to find adults. It was hard to find a teenager that'd be willing to help them. So, Vincent's back there talking already, getting his scheme ready, going, I can see him back there. 
But before I do, before we get, before I say go, I just want to talk about Fuse Sunday really quickly. And Fuse Sunday is a Sunday when we all come together, we bring the children in, we bring the youth in, we bring the adults in, and it's a Sunday where we come together as one, we worship God, we get fed together, and as a church, we get fed. Because typically the children, they disappear during kids, during service, and they go back there with me. Um, sometimes they just disappear, sometimes we shove them in a closet, I'm just kidding. I know, don't call anybody on me on them. Um, but, okay, are you guys ready? On your marks. Get set. I should have queued up some music, Mark, and I didn't. Help me out. <laughs> All right, you're going to sing with me? All right, there we go. Set, go. Wow, this is taking a lot longer to get to the front than I thought. All right, so while they're, while they're going and while they're getting up here working in a minute, I want you to notice a few things while they're working. Some families move faster than others, and that's okay. Some families are smarter than others. See, they're going to struggle with the peanut butter. Yeah, you tied them pretty tight. They, they, were, they were a little smarter. They kept them kind of loose. <laughs> Come on, Braxton. Step up, Braxton. There you go, Braxton. One more step, buddy. Isaac, man, you're, it could have been you guys, but Toby and Liz were so awesome and, and helpful, so oh, they got their peanut butter open. The sandwich must be a full sandwich. You must butter both, put peanut butter on both sides. Nobody, no skimping on peanut butter here. How many of you guys like when somebody skimps on peanut butter when it comes to a peanut butter sandwich? No, it's got to have double peanut butter, right? All the protein you can get. If it, was, if it was okay and natural, I would probably, you can rip the bag open, I don't care what you do. It's probably not going to, just rip it, just rip it, rip it. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Rip it open. All right. If you guys think Vincent, I'm going to win. Let me hear you say, yeah. All right. Kids, is this way better than adult service typically is? Yes, it is. There's competition. I'm sorry, Mark. I didn't think how that sounded. I didn't mean it that way. All right. Sawyer, the whole, I mean, yeah, Sawyer, the whole sandwich has got to be gone. Oh, well. <laughs> that'll, that'll count. That, that's good. That's covered. You're good. All right. They're officially tied up. Oh, Brax is going to town on peanut butter. Come on, Sawyer. You can't come back. You can't let him come back. Oh, Chicken Man, don't f*** either. <laughs> hey, are you getting a close-up of this back here? Come on, Dave, help me out here. You, you don't like peanut butter either? I don't want that. No, thank you. I'm going to pass, hard pass on that. Probably not too close, Dave. All right, all right. So since they both hate peanut butter, we'll go for half the sandwich. Come on, who's going to get there? If you think Sawyer's going to get there, let me see. Let me hear you. Come on, chicken man. I will tell the chicken man story here in a second if you don't understand why there's chicken man. All right, all right, all right, all right, ready? All right, go, 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 go. There, there is water. I see you're nicer than me. I was going to let him tough it out, man. I really thought it'd be funny to get the grasses up here. You get Casey on one side real short and Rich and Sterling and the rules are super tall. She'd been like, like this, trying to open peanut butter, yeah. I, I, I. 
I, 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 I think we just go for the whole thing. You guys are doing great. No, you're done? All right. All right, all right. We'll call it a tie. We'll call it a tie. Asher. Asher, where are you at, buddy? Where'd he go? Hey, you want to help tear this down? Jacob, will you help him take this? Take the table to the back. Try not to make a mess. Good job, guys. <laughs> Good job. Oh, I need, I need my notes, though. That helps. My notes. You want to help him real quick, Vincent? I didn't think it mattered if I messed up the pink carpet too much. Just went, no. The chickens will eat it. Yeah, just carry the table. Literally, just carry the table. Got to go. Take your time. Jacob, your shoes are untied, dude. I, know. I literally picked the worst person to pull that thing away. So we're going to be diving into what it looks to be a family, and I was trying to think of a silly way to, like, start this whole family thing, and I thought, what better way than a family working together on, on a task? It's okay. It's, it sweeps up. Hannah, I'm sorry. I love you. Where you there, Hannah, I got you. I'm sorry. I, so for you guys who don't know, Hannah's the one that cleans the church and vacuums the church, so I often do things in the youth room like this, but not typically in the sanctuary. So, hey, today we're going to be talking about the family, but we're not going to be talking about, like, our individual families. We're going to be talking about our church family, because while our families are important, it's important that we have someone who leads the household, a, a dad, or maybe a mother figure, depending on the family situation. It's important we have someone leading, but it's also important that when that person is leading, they lead in a way that their teenagers and their young adults and their kids will follow them. But more importantly, I don't want to say more importantly, but just as important is our church family. Because I, I love, my, my mother-in-law always says it, it doesn't take a family to raise a child, it takes a village. And it's exactly what it takes. One thing I love about Connect Church, one thing I love about being here, is when Chad and Tana, which were one of the family up here, they walk in and KJ sees them, he just has like a freak out. Like if it was possible, his hair would stick up straight up, and he just goes, ah, it's Chad! Chad, play tag with me, and Chad will chase him around the church for a half hour. It's great. I love, what I love about our church family is how close we are. I love that we recognize we are just broken people in a broken world who love Jesus. No one's better than the other person. We are just families loving families. And today, I want to talk about where some of you understand that, and, you, and you're plugged into things, and you're a part of things because you see how important it is that your teenagers are a part of youth group. You see that it's important that your younger adults are a part of Reconnected and that maybe you yourself are a part of Reconnected. You see that the importance of you going to men's Bible study. You see the importance of you going to women's Bible study. And today, I just want to take a few moments together and I just want to dig into what Scripture says about that and why we should be doing those things. And if you're not doing those things, this is not something to shake my finger at you and say, well, shame on you for doing it. This is just my way of saying, and I believe this is God's way of saying, hey, look, you may be doing good, but if you understand the importance of this church family and how this church can help your family grow even better, you'll be doing even better. I know if I brought some of you up here and asked how the church has helped you, and not specifically the church building, but the church family has helped you, how they've encouraged you through times, I know I have stories of since I've been here in the last three years where I can talk about people who come alongside us just at the right time and prayed over us and just in the right time and maybe, you know, they bought us dinner and they didn't know how things were tight that week and just different things the church family has done for us and supported us. 
And before we get too far, I want to read this to you. It says in Ephesians 2, 19 through 20, it says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. When you accept Jesus into your life, when you come into our church building here, whether it's this church or another church, but when you accept Jesus into your life and you choose to follow him, you are no longer considered an outsider of God's family. And because of that, when you walk through or connect church, one thing I love about our church is when someone not new walks through the door, there is always someone at the door who's gonna greet them and say, hey, we're so glad you're here. There is always gonna be someone at the back door saying, hey, here's a bulletin, we're glad you're here. We, we love to, when new people show up, we love when people walk through the doors because we just want them to see our heart for Jesus. And the heart for Jesus we have, the, the, the heart we have for Jesus here at Connect Church is what drives us to be such a, a close-knit family. I love that my children love so many of you. I love that when KJ walks through the doors, and I use Chad as an example, but there's a lot of you, he sees you and he just, or we'll be sitting at home, we'll be on our way to church, and KJ will be like, is Chad going to be there? Is Mark going to be there? Is Jacob going to be there? And he's like, are all these people going to be there? He wants to know. And when you are not here, he misses you. And he, he tells us about it. They weren't here today. I really wish they were here. I really wanted to play. And he's three. And for a three-year-old to recognize the importance of his church family and how much he loves you, to him, it's just a game. To him, it's just fun. To him, it's just an adult or a teenager or another child that loves him and cares about him. But really what's happening there is so much deeper. It's a spiritual family being born in his eyes. And what's happening there is we get older and as me and April, and when we mess up and maybe we say something or do something we shouldn't do out of anger or frustration, I know with confidence that my child's going to be okay, even when he's mad at us for a season, because there's 15, 20 other adults in this church that are gonna be there, and he's gonna listen to them, because they're gonna guide him in the right way. And I know I speak for the, some of the adults that have teenagers in his youth group, in my youth group, that we love that there are adults in here that just come alongside their teenagers when they're having a rough day, and they're struggling, and they lay hands on them, and they pray for them. The church family is so important. God says, when you come into my family, you are no longer a foreigner or a stranger, but you are a part of my household. And that's what this church is. Yes, it's a building. Yes, it's got walls. Yes, it's got a foundation. But so much more, that verse goes on to say that Jesus is the cornerstone of that. And the reason why our church is so amazing and the reason why I love it is because we build everything on Jesus. I love the fact that we had a kid come through forward this morning say, hey, we pray for my football team? Because he knows that to him, this is, is, is safe. He can bring those things and say, yeah, it's a football game, and it means a lot to me, and it means so much to me that I want my church family to pray with me about it. That's huge. Like, if you don't recognize how big those little situations are, those are huge. And if your child or your teenager is not plugged in that way and they have no desire, then my advice would be sit down, talk with them, and begin explaining to them the importance of the church family and how this is a safe place. This is a place that they can bring the troubles. 
I will say, and, I, and like once again, I'm not shaking my finger, but I, I do feel like I'm feeling led to share this. If your child does not feel connected here, they're probably not here enough. And, and that's kind of rough, and that's kind of hard, but if they don't feel loved when they walk through the door, if they don't feel like they are just excited to be here and there's not people surrounding them, it's not that there's not people that don't want to surround them, and it's not that people don't want to care for them, but maybe they're just not plugged in enough. Like, I can tell you when I look at a teenager who's plugged into the youth group, who's plugged in to Sunday mornings versus a teenager who's here every one, couple weeks, maybe once a month, maybe once every couple months, and I can tell you as that teenager grows and they go into high school, who's going to have a more solid foundation to stand on versus who's not going to have a foundation to stand on? And it's not that this church is special, and it's not nothing about Connect Church, but what it is is it's just you're plugging them in with people who love Jesus, who are going to push them in a positive way, and that foundation is so important. I love getting up here, and I love talking on Sunday mornings because I get to share my heart for youth ministry, and I get to share my heart for children's church, and how important it is, how much we love your children, but it's so hard for us to love your children and be a part of their lives if we don't see them. And so as we're sitting here today, and, and we just read in Ephesians, I want to talk about two things that I think our church does really well, and two things that the disciples did when Jesus walked on that allowed them to face all the troubles and trials they faced when they were walking. See, the first thing that they did is they spent time together. Families spend time together. COVID, as bad as it was, as many things as it shut down, as many things as it slowed down, I really think it opened up the eyes. God used a bad thing to show mom and dads, to show families the importance of just sitting around the dinner table and having conversations. Because they had to slow down. They didn't have a baseball game every night. They didn't have a football game. They didn't have cheer practice. They didn't have this and they didn't have that. And so parents, families just had to come together and they had to spend time together. And the parents got to see, wow, this is so big for my family. And a lot of you guys do that. But I also know that there's also families, not just here, but around the world that don't do that. Your children need you to spend time with them. They need you to be a part of their life. Yes, they want you at their baseball games. Yes, they want you at their choir concerts and their recitals and all that stuff. But you know what your teenager and your children parents crave even more than that? Just a simple conversation with you on a daily basis. They just want to know how much you care about them. Like yes, you going to them things and supporting them are big and they're important, but you sitting down with your child especially a child, especially a teenager right now who says they love Jesus and they're trying to walk for the Lord, you going over them just once a, once a day and laying hands on them and praying for them that God would strengthen their faith is so big. Because I, I, I asked a question in youth group this last week. I asked, asked a couple, but I'm gonna, I want to talk about one question. One of the questions I asked is I said, how many of you guys wished your mom and dad prayed with you or read the Bible more with you? And a lot of them, their hands went up. And a lot of them, they said, I wish my mom did that. And I had a couple conversations with a couple students afterwards, and they said, my mom and dad don't ever do that. They're busy. They got a lot going on. But I know for a fact that your teenagers, your children, are craving that time together. They get it here. They want it to be here. And this church family is so important, and it's a big deal. But if you begin to set that foundation at home, 
They begin to set it in their lives, and it becomes normalized. And so when things get busy, when things get out of context, and things get out of whack, and you're not here for a couple weeks, and things happen, their foundation is still strong because they have that foundation with Jesus based on their faith alone, and not on their pastors, and not on their youth leaders. Because families spend time together. The disciples spent time together. They broke bread together. And guess what? They even broke bread together when maybe one of their friends or maybe one of their family members was not had the best intentions. You know, I, I, you, you look at Judas the night before, when he betrayed Jesus. They broke bread together. They, they hung out with each other. Now, they didn't know what was going on, but they still came together. He was still a part of that dinner. No matter what's going on in life, we as a church family, we as individual families, we have to spend time together. Because when you do that, you're able to face trials together. See, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And what he's talking about there is he's talking about the church body. And like one church body doesn't do good if the other church body is doing bad. There's no, I don't believe for a second that if the youth group's up here, the big church is down here. I believe, and I, and I know Mark believes this, like as a whole, when we look at the church, we don't look at one area and say, oh, we're winning here, but we're not winning here. Am I, am I incorrect? Like we want every part to win. And God designed it that way. He wants us to, he wants us to face trials together so that when we face trials together as a church, we also get to celebrate and honor God in the victories. I don't know about you, but when something good happens in my life, I don't just sit in my room and go, yeah, it happened. I run and tell someone about it. Dave, you just got recently got a promotion at work, right? Did you keep it to yourself? You told everybody about it, right? Like, I think I knew, like, that day or the next day, and, like, I wasn't one of the first people. He was just going down the line, dude, I'm getting a promotion. I got a promotion. I got a promotion. Because we want to celebrate together. The wins need to be celebrated together. Families have to spend time together. That's why we have things like men and women's Bible study here at church. That's why we have youth group time. That's why we have children's church. That's why we have reconnected. That's why we have Sunday morning. There's a reason why these doors are open more days a week than they're closed. It's because we love to spend time together. It's so important that as a church family, we spend time together. When a family spends time together, not only are they able to face the victories and celebrate the victories together, but they're able to support each other. See, it says in Galatians 6.10, therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us, do all, let, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. One thing I love about our church parents, and one thing reason why I'm up here even today, the, the, heart, the message God has put in my heart is this. We want to connect you, cheesy pun, ha ha ha, but we want to connect you to a loving God. We want to connect you to people who love that God. And whilst connecting happens on Sundays, some of my best friends in this church, people that I, I, I share my hardest trials with, 
Those relationships were built going out to dinner with him. And those relationships were built during Bible study times. And those relationships were built at Reconnected. I love Reconnected because I've gotten to know someone that I look at as a great friend now, and his name's Toby, and I just, he's, he's there for me, he talks to me, and sometimes he, he, he laughs at what I'm talking about, other times he just kind of looks at me, I'm like, eh, maybe I shouldn't do that. But I never would have built that good of a relationship with him if it wasn't for Reconnected. I, when, I, when I first started moving here, I went to Bible study, and I got to know other guys in the church, and I never would have gotten to know those guys other than on a Sunday morning or maybe when maybe hung out every once in a while if it wasn't for those times. I know recently Dennis and I went out to lunch and it was, for me, it was really encouraging. I really enjoyed that. And I hope so for the same for Dennis. I'm just kidding. He's back there shaking his head, so I knew I was okay. But we do things together as a church family. If you're a family and the only time you see our church family is on Sunday morning, I'm telling you, man, you're missing out on what God has designed here. The disciples lived life together. They spent time together. They prayed together. They fought together. They battled together. The disciples are a great example of what the church should look like. It's not just something we do on Sunday mornings. It's something we do every day. I love coming to your children's sporting events because, to me, I love watching sports. and I love watching choir and, you know, something Side note, sorry, I'm pulling a mark here, but I didn't realize how much I liked orchestra until I moved here. Like, I really thought it was lame. Like, why do I want to go sit there and watch a bunch of people play a violin and maybe somebody play a trumpet? But when they all come together with the band, if you have not seen that yet, man, you are missing out. It's so cool. I don't remember the song you guys did. Or, it is well. The prettiest rendition of that song I've ever heard. But I wouldn't have known that if I didn't choose to spend time with your kids outside of a Sunday morning service or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. What? Did I get, I got sidetracked, sorry, my bad. Conversation time, Mark. Does your wife ever just look at you while you're preaching sometimes? You're like, I need to put the brakes on real quick. I don't know what I said there, but apparently I said something. I'm gonna move on. So, but when we, as a church family, spend time together, it's so important. The second thing the disciples show us that's important about our church family is that we build each other up. And we don't just build each other up by saying, good job, and giving fist bumps. I love it. As Pastor Mark made known a couple weeks ago, I started working out recently with a gentleman in our church. And sometimes that gentleman may think, wow, this guy's got a lot of work ahead of him. But he will make me feel so lame because of the workout, but make me feel so cool as that workup's going like, he's like, you got this, go, go. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm doing it. It hurts. I don't like it. But I feel cool. And that's what the church family does. When you face a trial, they come alongside of you. And when you're hurting and you're suffering, they say, hey, you got this. Hey, you're going to be able to battle through this. And so as I'm doing setups, and when I say setups, they're more like just little crunches. And Hunter is like, you got it. Come on, man. You got it. Sorry, Hunter. I hope it's okay to put your name out there. But Pastor Mark really did it first, so we're here. And I'm doing crunches, and I'm like, I'm, shut, like, I'm a big boy. <laughs> when he asked me to do a crunch, I was like, yeah, I got those. No problem. I used to be able to do those in high school. I can do those again. And I'm like, Ugh. 
And I did a couple like full ones, and I was like, well, we're not doing those no more. And Hunter's just like, come on, man, you got it, 15 more. And I thought we were done, and I thought we were finishing up the rep, and he said, hey, one more set. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I didn't say that out loud, but I'm sure my face screamed it. But it was because of his encouragement is why I go back every week. Your encouragement, you being here on Sunday mornings, you being plugged in at Reconnected, you being at men's Bible study might be the reason why somebody's coming back the next week. You being plugged in, you being brave enough to lay hands on somebody when God calls you to do something because you're plugged in with our church and because you're plugged into the church body might be the reason someone finds salvation soon after. We are called to build each other up. See, Jesus, sorry, Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than two, any two-edged sword, piercing the division of the soul and the spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Some of you guys might be wondering why I chose the peanut butter video or why I had people come up here. Vincent, I noticed when you guys were walking up there, some of that was hard, right? Right, Brett Braxton? Hurt your ankles, right? But you did it, right? Scantlins, you're a little more same height. Luckily, Sawyer hit a growth spurt a couple months ago, apparently. Um, and it was probably easier, but there was probably parts of that, that were hard, right? You had to work together. I know it's a super silly illustration, but it just goes to show you that no matter what you face, no matter what you come up against, when you spend time together as a family, when we come together as a church, when we see a task and we work together, and you know what? Sawyer and Braxton, they couldn't use their arms. And that represents that sometimes somebody may not be gifted in a special area, but they're still going to be there to support the person that can. And you know, and, Brack, and, and, and Vincent and Lacey and Chad and Tana, they both had a hand. And you know what? They were able to work certain things and work together. But what it showed is it shows that some parts of the body of Christ are gifted in other areas, and some, body, some parts are gifted in others. But no matter what happens, if we work together, and we allow people to use their gifts in their areas, and when, when we're not up to bat, we're supporting them, and when we're up to bat, they're supporting us. And what that does for us and what that do shows us is no matter what we face as the church, as long as Christ is the foundation, we will be okay. Our church did really, like it, and we had parking lot services, it thrived. Like it was awesome. People didn't stop coming into church, and I believe that's to be true because of how close we are. People didn't like sending it home on Sunday mornings. People didn't like that they weren't seeing people. And if you're new or you're not plugged in on a deeper level, I'm urging you to do it, not because it benefits me, because I know it's going to benefit you. See, Jesus was constantly pouring the word into the disciples. We have to be a church that is constantly building each other up with the word. When your children are here in youth ministry, when your children are here in kids ministry, I promise you they're getting the word. If you're here on Sunday mornings, you're getting the word. But when they come to the extra things and you're part of the Bible study and you're building each other up, sometimes the Bible may be open for five seconds, but really what's happening here is Terry is strengthening me and I'm strengthening her because of the battle that might be coming we don't know about. 
I know recently, and I know currently, there are people in our family that are facing trials. And I credit the fact that they're doing so good to all to God, but I believe God put our church family in their lives for that season because they were there to help build each other up. The disciples gave us a perfect example of what it meant to face trials. I love our church because we are a next generational church. I'm not gonna name any names or anything, but I've been to church services. When you go walk into the door, and up front, 40, 20, 20 to 40 people, but they're all in the same age group, and their kids might be there, but really, it's all about them, and it's all about what's going on in that moment, and, it, and the, everything that happens in that church is based on that generation, and everything they preach and everything they talk about is to feed that group. But that's not how God designed it to be. God wants the parents to set the example of what it means to worship so that the children come through and they get to worship. The reason why we break out and we have youth group and we have children's church and we have Sunday mornings is so you get fed at your own level. But the reason why we do dinners together and the reason why we do extra things and the reason why we get stuck on a boat in the middle of the lake and Chad Scantling kind of has to pull us out is because we love spending time together. If you don't know that story, I will gladly share it, but not right now. Long story short, we had a group of men, we went on a boat, the battery died, we got pulled back in. The best part of the story is Chad fell in the water. It was at night and it was really cold. <laughs> but you ask any guy that was there that night and they will tell you that was a fun, crazy night. Me and Justin's relationship grew so much then that night. And now he's a youth leader, and now he puts up with me on a weekly basis. But the best part about that is we came together, and we met and we, because the church was doing things. And he didn't just stay home. He could have said, no, I'm out, deuces. That sounds terrible. I know fishing is not Justin's first thing to do. But he went. It may not be your favorite thing to go study the Bible, but I'm telling you, Half the men don't go to Bible study because of what they're going to hear that night. They go because they just want that camaraderie. They just want to spend time together. So where am I getting with this? Where am I landing the plane? God designed the church to be a family. Yes, we are separate families that come together and make one big family. But anywhere in Scripture... Pew Sunday is all about us being a big family. And I would en encourage you to find someone in this church. Maybe, maybe you don't have close friends. Maybe you don't have a lot of people in this church you talk to. Reach out to people. Come to Reconnect it. Come to Men's and Women's Bible Study. Get plugged into something. Because that's when the church can truly come through and help you and support you. Sunday mornings are great. And Mark does a great job with messages, and he brings a great word, and God uses him every week. Youth group is fun, and God uses me from time to time too. But the truth is this. God did not design the church to just be a Sunday night, Sunday morning, and Wednesday night thing. He designed it to be something where we're together all the time, spending time together, breaking bread, facing trials, building each other up. Kayla, 
I know we didn't have this plan, but can you come forward and just rip something, girl? I have faith in you. You don't have to go around. Just walk right up here. I don't have stuff to talk about. So, hi, Michaela. Everybody say hi, Michaela. I was telling a few people today as I was walking around, just so you know, today's going to be totally goofy. I love when Pastor Mark gives me the opportunity to get up here and preach because I am not your typical preacher. I am just a goofball. I love to mess around. But what I love so much about our church is this. We love, we build each other up. We want everyone to walk through that door to not see us but to see Jesus. And so one thing I love to do on a few Sundays when I come up here is this is one thing I always do, and it's probably thing I always do most Sundays, is I like to give families a time to just pray over each other. Because that's what few Sundays all about. Parents, this is an opportunity for you to show your children what it means to worship for a full, worship God no matter what. Families, this, parents, this is a time for you to show your kids, what it means to pray over them. And for some of you, it's gonna be supernatural. You do it anyways, you do it every night. But for some of you, it might be awkward because it's not something you do. Reading scripture is not something you do in your household. Praying is not something you do in your household. But I'm here to tell you, and I'm standing here to tell you, is not reading scripture and not praying over each other is exactly what God didn't want it to be. He wanted it to be families that prayed for families. He wanted the church to be a place where you meet other families that love Jesus and come together and pray over each other and encourage you. I pray that as my kids get older, that I have the blessing and the encouragement and the wisdom to raise my family the way some of you raise your teenagers. And I mean that with the most upright respect. And so right now, as Michaela plays, maybe you don't have kids, maybe you have kids, maybe your kids aren't here, maybe you're alone. This is what I wanna do. Will you just, as a family, just draw in together and just for 10 seconds pray over your family? We are a people, connected people, all in God's love. We are a church, connected church, by His own blood. Connecting people together, in perfect harmony. Connecting people to God, for His love sets free. Abundantly, you know you are.